God bless you guys and welcome to Swerve Church once again. I hope you guys are having a great Sunday so far. Thank you so much for making the effort to come and spend time with us on this Memorial Day weekend. I'm so glad that uh, you're here. We've been in the series called You Don't Have uh, What It Takes. It's been a, a great series. Next week we're wrapping it up. And so uh, actually Stephen will be teaching next week for us. He'll be leading the time in God's Word and he'll be teaching. And we'll also be serving communion together as a church family. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, next week. Today we're talking about you can't handle it all. Now listen, we're all busy people, right? Like we're super busy. There's lots going on. There's so much uh, going on. We're living in the city that never sleeps, right? This is New York City. It's super busy. It's always on. It always seems like it's, it's always electric and it's, the lights are always on. There's always something happening. And it can be very difficult for us to flick off the, the off switch, right? To turn it off sometimes. You know, think about how much you have to juggle. There's so much that you have to juggle between work, the responsibility at work, and family. And of course, you got to have a social life, right? Go out and have some fr- um, some fun, meet some friends. And of course, there's God and, and church. And you know, you guys know how important that is. And of course, somewhere in there, you have to try to find some time for yourself, right? And have some downtime for yourself. And so, like, it's, we're very busy. There's so much going on. And it's very easy to become overwhelmed with all that's on your plate. You know, maybe you can come up with a few other adjectives other than overwhelmed, like perhaps like stressed out more, like I'm really stressed out with all that's going on. I'm devastated and crushed by, you know, all that I have to juggle and do. Maybe you feel overworked or just plain old, you know, worn out and tired. You know, perhaps even your trip to church uh, today struck some of those chords. Like maybe you were getting here. You know, you before you got like I have some errands to run. Like, oh man, I got like two loads of laundry I have to do before I head to church. I have to clean the house, and so it looks like it looks like I look like a homeless person. Like everything's all over the place. It's like you know everything's all scattered. You know, I have to feed the kids, right? Oh, mommy, daddy, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. You got to feed them. If you have pets, you got to feed the pets before you leave the house, right? You got to go food shopping. The, the fridge is empty. How am I going to do all this before I go to church? And you you bought you bought a shirt last week and you tried it on today and. Turns out it didn't fit, so now you got to go back to the mall to return it. Then you got to get here. You got to catch the train. The trains are all a mess, right? You're catching the bus. If you're driving here, you're hitting every single red light. And there's traffic from here to Kingdom Come. And of course, once you get here, there's no parking, right? Evergreen hasn't let out yet, and all the cars are taking the parking spots. You're like, where am I gonna park? And you're you're doing everything within your power to not pull all of your hair out, right? That's kind of, that's kind of, that's, you know, you're overwhelmed. We kind of all felt like that. We've all felt like that many times. In fact, some, some of us, we're so busy that we're out of it in certain areas and spheres in our lives. In fact, if you have your notes, would you guys please take that out? There's a couple of fill-in-the-blanks there that you can fill out. And I really encourage you guys to go ahead and take notes. And, and then during the week, take these out and pray over some of these notes and reread the verses and see how God might be talking to you um, during the week. But some of us, man, we're... We're so busy that we're really out of it. Like we're out of shape physically. Like there's no, no time for the gym. There's no time to work out. And so we're just out of it physically. So we're out of sorts emotionally. Right? I don't even have time to like process my thoughts and process my emotion with all that's going on. We're out of touch relationally. Right? Like a friend? What's a friend? What is that? I never heard of that before. Right? We just keep to ourselves. We don't have time to really go out and to really socialize. And of course, we're out of order spiritually. We're out of order spiritually. Just think about this for a moment. Oftentimes we're so busy and we're so caught up 
in the busyness of life, that these very areas in our lives, they seem to go to the pits, right? They seem to go to the pits. Is it true for you? I know for, for me, many times, it is. For those of us that find ourselves, you know, caught up in the busyness of life, Jesus has some very comforting words. If you're here today, and you're overworked, you're overwhelmed, you're stressed out, you're you're feeling all those things and more, then Jesus has some really encouraging words for us. And he want, this is what He wants for you. Now, listen, I know we've probably read this verse many, many times. In fact, it might be a passage of Scripture that you're very, very familiar with. But I hope that in the context of being overworked and overwhelmed and stressed out, I want you to hear these words in light of that, through that context. It's in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. You have it there in your notes. It says this. It says, this is Jesus talking. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. And some of you are like, yeah, that's me. I'm weary. I'm burdened. And he says, I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. God, that sounds like vacation, right? I rest for my soul. Jesus, I need that. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I would love for you guys just to underline the first three words in that passage. Come to me. And I want you to hear those words like an invitation from Jesus. Come to me. And I hope today as you sit here and as you listen to these words of Jesus, I hope that you find these words extremely comforting. Especially if you're here today and you have a bald spot because you pulled your hair out on the way here, right? And if you're overwhelmed or you're overworked or you feel like you're in way over your head, I want you to hear Jesus' words. Come to me. Come to me. Have you ever been exhausted? Like, I mean like completely fatigued. Like, like either, either physically, but maybe not just physically, like mentally or even spiritually. Have you ever found yourself there? This is beyond exhaustion. Often we find ourselves in that space because we take on too much thinking that if, if we don't then we're not going to have provision right like there's the bills are not going to get paid if we don't take this on things won't get done tasks won't get accomplished or we won't achieve a certain level of accomplishment if we just don't take on all of these tasks and i'm gonna be honest with you guys i found myself there a few months ago you know the pressures of church planting took me there the pressures of planting the church, I, I felt that if I didn't do, and if I didn't accomplish, and if I didn't work, if I didn't give it my all, I didn't work my tail off, then it just could not happen. There was no way that this is going to get off the ground. Man, and that burden was so heavy. It was such a real, and such a heavy burden on me. You know, I think, I think some of you know exactly what I mean. Uh, maybe the, the church planting part, not so much, but the, the feeling of having the burden on your back, it was so heavy. Listen, carrying a burden that is way too heavy for you, like I was, it's going to lead to a couple of things. It's going to lead to depression. It'll lead to discouragement. It'll, it'll lead to disdain. And definitely, it'll lead to discontent. Because we're carrying something that we were never meant to carry. We're carrying a burden that is way too heavy, too heavy for us. And we're thinking that we can handle it all. But Jesus says, what does He say? Come to me. And in turn, what is he going to give you? He says that his burden is light. You know, for me, having to deal with this as a church planter, I had to depend more on God and do less. 
Like I literally had to say, all right, I'm going to do less. I'm going to put less on my plate. Why? Because I recognized the, the sin in my thought. I realized that this is a burden that's way too heavy for me to carry. And I remember Jesus talking to Peter. And he was telling Peter, on this rock, the rock, what is the rock? The truth of the gospel, and the rock of Jesus Christ, that he would build his church. And I had to take the load off my back and thinking, well, this church won't come to fruition if it's not on Danny's shoulders. And realize, no, 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 no. Jesus said that he would build his church. And it's his job. His burden is light. And I'll be honest, I still struggle with this time to time. It's not something that just disappears like forever. I hope one day I'll be able to stand up here and say, remember, remember when we had that series? I said I was struggling with this. Man, it's gone. And I hope one day I can say that. But I still struggle with that time to time. And, and, and there's an immense amount of pressure that I feel that comes from leading an organization. It doesn't matter what size. If it's, if it's small, if it's sole proprietorship with one owner and no employees, or if it's a huge organization, there's this, still this huge pressure that you feel. When those times come, I remind myself, his yoke is light. What is a yoke? I'm not talking about yoke like the inside of an egg. Like the yoke, what, what is he talking about when he says that? A yoke was a wooden cross piece that they would fasten onto the backs of animals and onto their necks. And so they would put this cross piece and then the animals would pull the plow. You see, Jesus was speaking into an agrarian society, so they would have understood clearly what he was talking about when he talked about this yoke. Right, so the animals would help the farmers do the work, the workload. They would put the yoke and they would pull the plow and do the farming for them. You know, for many of us, including myself, we are putting a heavy, bulky, oversized yoke that we cannot bear. And we're wearing it. We're wearing it like a brand new pair, uh, like a new, brand new shirt. Like that's how we're wearing this big, heavy yoke. But Jesus says, come to me, my yoke is light. You see, the Pharisees... In Jesus' day, the, the ones that were probably hearing Jesus say this, in Jesus' day, they would carry and they would put on a heavy yoke on the people. They taught that you had to basically follow all the rules, you had to do everything in line and in order in order to earn your way to God through keeping the rules and regulations and working harder. In other words, if you worked harder, if you prayed more, if you read more, if you were in the synagogue more, then you were closer to God and you earned favor with God. But Jesus' yoke was different. You guys remember in week one, we said this. In week one, we said that we don't live for God's approval, but from God's approval. You see, Jesus' yoke was light. We're not trying to earn God's approval. We're living from God's approval because of Jesus. We gain God's approval from Jesus. He willingly laid down His life so that we could be made clean and pure. That's good news. That's what we call the gospel. You see, what we, what we talk about every single week here at church is that we were all far from God because of our sin. And we were separated from God because of that. Because of, but God in His great love for us sent Jesus to live the life that you couldn't live. He lived the perfect life, thereby making Him the perfect sacrifice. And then He willingly gave up His life on the cross. And in His death, we experienced the forgiveness of sin. Three days later, He rose from the grave, conquering Satan's sin and death. And through His life, we have forgiveness of sin, we have reconciliation unto the Father, and we have a brand new life because of Jesus. That is the good news. Now for the rest of our time, I want us to see what we can do in order to live life. Because guys, we're carrying on and we're putting on way too much. 
So what are we going to do to live light? What do we have to do? In other words, we want to exchange our heavy burden for God's yoke. So here's the first thing we want to put. If you're taking notes, number one in your notes is this. Some things need to be shared. Some things need to be shared. Because so often we find ourselves stuck because we put too much on. We carry so much that we hold on to it so tightly that we don't want to let it go. You see, we're, we're unwilling to share the load for a couple of reasons. It might be because, you know, if, man, if I let other people know that I'm struggling with this and this is too heavy for me, then they might think that I'm weak. I don't want people to think that I'm weak. Or, or, or it might make us look like things are out of control. Like, man, Danny, has, Danny doesn't have things under control. Something's wrong with him. And so I, we hold on to these things tightly. In fact, in the Old Testament, there's a guy named Moses. Uh, and a lot of you may have heard of Moses in the Old Testament. He actually had a very similar experience to this. Moses, was he had the immense pressure of leading a whole group out of slavery into God's promised land for them. In fact, it's God's people, the Jewish people. And Moses is carrying this leadership burden, right? He's carrying this burden of leading the people, of overseeing all their problems. So like every time somebody has some beef with another person, he had to hand, like he's shepherding and pastoring and counseling. And he's like doing everything, right? He's breaking up fights or whatever. And he has this immense burden of leading God's people into the promised land. His father-in-law notices the problem. He's like, yo, Moses, something's up here, something's wrong. He realizes that Moses is in way over his head and basically tells him, hey, Moses, you can't handle it all. You can't handle it all. And he's about to give him some really good advice. Let's see what it says in Exodus chapter 18 in the Old Testament, verses 17 to 18. You have it there in your notes. It says this. This is Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, saying, what you're doing is not good. In other words, Moses... You're way in over your head. Moses, what you're doing is, it's very burdensome. Verse 18, you will certainly wear out both yourself and these people who are with you because the task is too heavy for you. And look what he says. You can't do it alone, bro. <laughs> you can't do it alone. This is his father-in-law talking to himself. Moses, you're way in over your head and you can't handle it all. You know, after this, Jethro would go on and give him some very practical advice on how to share the workload with others. You know, by appointing people to help him and to share, you know, and, and to share in the decision-making processes and the dealings of everyday ministry. He gave him some very good advice. Now listen, how many of you here today possibly find yourself just like Moses? Like you're in way over your head and you're realizing that you can't handle it all. Like you recognize you can't handle it all. Whether it might be in the context of your work life. You know, man, the workload is, the, the, your professional and work life, the workload is way too much. Like there's a quota, there's a deadline I got to meet, there's, I have to do more. You don't understand, Danny, there's too much at work. Or if it's just in your home life, right? You, you feel in the pressures of having the home a certain way, and you're juggling kids and homework and cleaning the house and chores, and you, you're feeling the pressure, and, you know, and you're like, my goodness, can, it, can we have like a date night or something? You know, it's like, it's, it seems like it's not happening. Can I have some time to myself? You know, this is why, guys, the church is so important. And I cannot emphasize this enough. And I know I say this all the time, preachers all the time, but guys, this is so important. The church plays such a big role because you were never meant to do life alone. And that's why we, we made a semester of life groups and, you know, we, we intentionally bothered each other. Like we, I'm sure you could have been home with your feet up watching TV, but we, we made an effort to get together Wednesday night to eat, to spend time in God's Word and praying for each other because you weren't meant to do life alone. 
In fact, after the service, we're going to, you know, put everything away and we're going to go to the park and have barbecue and spend time together. Because you weren't meant to do life alone. It's so important. The church is not a building. It's a people. We are the church, right? And so it's so important. You know, I was just explaining this to a couple. I've been seeing this couple for the past uh, three months. They're getting married in, uh, in October. So I've been getting together with them once a month. And I've been, been sharing with them. Guys, it's so important. You need to get plugged into a church. I love that you have your quiet time and that you read your Bible and that you turn on Joel Austin in the morning. That's great. But like, you, need, you need church. You need the people of God. You need to surround yourself with other followers of Jesus. And you need to be in the context of community. It's so important. But what do we do? Right? So often, we want to handle it all on our own, right? I got this. I don't need everybody else. I need you to hear Jethro's words here, Moses' father-in-law. What you're doing is not good. It's no bueno, right? What you're doing is no good, okay? The church provides a space for you to share your burdens. We can come together and, listen, I'm not saying the solution to your problem is here, but we can share the burden. We can encourage one another, Right? In fact, look at what Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 says. Carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Would you guys underline the first part of that verse? Carry one another's burdens. You know, in the context of community, we can share one another's burdens. Right? This is, this is that practicing of the one another's that I talk about like every single Sunday. Right? We can love one another, we can serve one another. We can strengthen each other. We can encourage one another. We can pray for one another. Right? It's, it's providing the community that you need so that you're not juggling a million things all by yourself. This is why it's so important that we get together in the context of community because you can't handle it all. So because we can't handle it all, some things need to be shared. And number two, some things just need to be stopped. Right? In, in our busy and overwhelmed lives, sometimes there's just things that we need to stop doing altogether. You know, in the Gospels, in, uh, Luke shares with us about this time when Jesus had two friends that invited him over to the house. And uh, the, these friends were sisters, right? They invited him over. Their names were Mary and Martha. And Martha was probably like me and Melissa on Wednesday night before life group, right? She's like getting the house ready. I like to call her Martha Stewart. She's like getting the house ready. She's cleaning the houses. That's what me and Melissa are doing. Like running around like chickens without heads. Oh my God, you know, the kids got dirty underwears in the living room. I throw it in the hamper. I got to pick up socks and pick up, turn on the candles. Oh my goodness, I forgot to put on the coffee. And like we're like running around the house trying to get the house ready. And that's what Martha was like. Martha's like running around the house trying to get things ready. And she's mopping, she's sweeping, she's cleaning, she's turning on the candles. And then Martha looks at her sister Mary. You guys know where Mary was? Mary was like a good little hippie. I, I could just imagine her like Indian style, you know, like sitting in front of Jesus, you know, like humming kumbaya, listening to Jesus. And he's talking, that's, and she's just, I just imagine Martha, you lazy bum. You know, you know how sisters are, you lazy bum. And then she, she asked Jesus, she asked Jesus, make her join me in my misery, right? And she looks at him. But look at what Jesus answers in Luke chapter 10. He says this, The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things. But you know really one thing is necessary. And Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken away from her. 
Would you guys please underline the words, the right choice right there. Made the right choice. Because Jesus says that Mary made the right choice in this instance. You know, another translation says that Mary had chosen what is better. You know, when he's addressing Martha, by the way, I, I, I like to think that he's really addressing her with a lot of love. And that's why he says her name twice. You know, he's not like, Martha, Martha. He's just like, Martha, Martha. You know, and he's addressing her with, with, with love. He's addressing her lovingly. And in there, I believe there's an invitation. Just, just stop, Martha. Leave. Don't worry about the coffee. Don't worry about cleaning up. Just don't worry about Mary chose what is better. And I really believe that in there, he's choosing her, he's giving her an invitation to stop, to rest, to literally, what we, what we said before, he said, come to me. And I'm so bad at this. How about you guys? You know, I, like, I suck at this so bad. You know, it's, it's like we're like the Energizer Bunny, always going a million miles an hour. There's no slowing down. There's no stopping in sight. It's a constant go, go, go. It's like a marathon with very little or no rhythms of rest. And I'm the first one to raise my hand, like, that's me. I do this so bad. But if we don't, it's only a matter of time before we crash and burn. You know, this, last, this past life group, uh, you guys know we had Chinese food, right? So you know, we, we got that catered. So I went, I took my scooter, and I went to the Chinese restaurant. I didn't want to walk, I didn't want to take out the car. I was just going to order the food. So I went, I scooted to the Chinese restaurant, just a couple blocks, and I scooted back. I was driving, scooting down Knickerbocker Avenue. Knickerbocker going back home from where I was coming from. It's a little downhill. Um, and, uh, and, and I was just kind of coasting. Like a nice speed. I wasn't going fast. You know, I'm not that young anymore to be doing that crazy stuff. I was just like kind of just, you know, I was just going at a nice speed. And all of a sudden, I came to an abrupt stop. You know, there must have been a hole or a crack in the ground because the scooter just came to like a complete halt. But of course, I didn't. Like, I, I kept going forward, and, and I went straight into the ground. And I, I don't know if you guys can't really see it now. I had this nasty gash. On those, I don't know if you noticed it on Wednesday. Those of you that were there, it's disgusting. Every time Melody looks at it, she's like, Ugh, like get it away from me. It's such a nasty gash. But I just came to like a sudden halt, and I, and I put my, like, I, it happened in slow motion. I was like, where am I going? And it just <laughs> fell down. <laughs> I just gashed my hand completely. You know, guys, this is the same. When we're trying to juggle so many things in our lives, the same thing happens when we try to handle it all. You know, it's only a matter of time before we crash and burn, before we fall. It's called burnout. You ever heard of that? It's called burnout. And if we don't stop certain things, it's coming at you with a vengeance. You know, like a concrete floor with a hole in the ground. That's exactly how it's coming. Look at what Psalm 46.10 says. It says, Stop your fighting. And know that I am God. Would you guys just underline that first part of the verse? Stop your fighting. Underline that phrase. Now that's the Hebrew word in that verse. Is the Hebrew word Rapha. Rapha. And what it means is to sink or to drop. Literally you can say like drop it. Like drop it like it's hot. Like you let it go. Like frozen. That's literally like what you can say with that Hebrew word Rapha. Other translations of your Bibles might say be still. And know that I am God. Or cease. And know that I'm God. But I like how the CSB translates it here. Because so often this is what it feels like. It feels like a fight. Right? Like stop your fight. It's like we're wrestling. Right? We're wrestling with all this stuff that we're, ju we're juggling. With all the things going on in our lives. It feels like a fight and a battle with a million things that are trying to rob us of our joy. And trying to rob us out of peace and rest. 
Here's a practical question to ask yourselves. Maybe you want to jot this down on the side and think about this. That in, 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 in light of the fact that I can't handle it all, what things do I need to stop? What things do I need to stop? You know, we all have to-do lists. Maybe you need to create a to-don't list. What are the things I have to stop doing? Because we cannot handle it all. And so because we cannot handle it all, some things need to be shared. Some things need to be stopped. And here's number three in your notes. Everything needs to be surrendered. Everything needs to be surrendered. Look at what Psalm 62 verse 1 says. I am at rest in who alone? In God alone. My salvation comes from Him. I love this verse. I am in rest in God alone. Have you ever heard that hymn? You probably sang this hymn, I Surrender All. You heard that hymn? It's an old song. For many of us, we perhaps we've sung the song. But I bet you, for many of us, very few of us have been able to fully live it out. Because so often, we don't want to let it go. We're carrying burdens that we were never meant to carry. They're way too heavy for us. We're trying to handle it all. We were never designed to do so. Look at Psalm 55, 22. And let's, let's read this verse together. This is kind of like our memory verse, our key verse uh, for today. So I would love if we can read it with great Memorial Day enthusiasm. It's in Psalm 55, 22. Ready? Read. Cast your burden on the Lord and He will sustain you. Cast your burden on the Lord. You know, I heard a story one time. I don't know if it's true, so don't quote me. It might be anecdotal. I don't know if it's a true story, but I'm going to share it anyway because it helps prove a point. I heard a story one time about poachers that try to catch, they try to trap monkeys. And so they, they do it with a specially designed box. And this box was like full of bananas or, or snacks or, or something. It was full of some kind of food so that the monkey would be tempted to go and grab the food. So the problem was that once he, they had the hole that was just big enough for him to put his hand the problem is as soon as he put his hand and grabbed the banana or grabbed a, a handful of food, his hand would make a fist. And all of a sudden, when he tried to pull it out, the monkey would not be able to pull out the food. And so he would keep his hand and he's struggling, trying to pull the food out of the box. That's when the poacher will come. With the monkey stuck, stuck in the box, trying to pull out, the poacher would come and end his life. And all the monkey had to do let it go. And he could have gotten away from the poacher. But because he held on to the food, didn't let it go, it, it ultimately did him in. How many of us are holding on to some burdens that we were never meant to carry? How many of us are juggling a million things and we think that we can handle it all? You can't. You can't. And you were never meant to try to handle it all yourself. Let's learn to surrender it all to Jesus in our, in our daily lives. But listen, also in the way we do ministry here as a church, as a young church, and the way we run our church, let's live this out even as a church. We can't do everything. We can't do everything. Some things need to be shared. Some things need to be stopped. But guess what? All of it needs to be surrendered. Here's our next step. In your message notes, there's a connection card. This is something we do every week. Uh, because I really, I'm a really strong proponent of, of taking next steps and applying something to what we're talking about. So if you would take out your connection card in the back, here's our next step that we're going to take together as a church. Take time this week to cast your burdens to Jesus. How do we do that? 
We're going to do that through prayer. Can you guys do that? Maybe you want to make that list. You want to think about some of the things you need to share, some of the things you need to stop, some of the things that you haven't surrendered that should be surrendered to God. And then take this time. Take some time this week. Uh, maybe tomorrow, like before you go to any barbecues or visit any family, maybe take, just take a moment and cast those burdens to Jesus in the form of prayer. Now, I would love if you would check off that next step because we want to be praying for you this week. Would you guys join me in prayer? God, so often, Lord, we, we, uh, we, we put on so much, God. Uh, starting with me, God, really. I just uh, put on and carry so much uh, burden, uh, Lord, that we were never, never, ever meant to carry. So, God, I pray that you would help us. Help us, God, and show us what things need to be shared. Thank you for the local church. Thank you for this local body of believers, this community. God, that we can bear one another's burdens. Maybe we can't solve everybody's problems, but we can carry each other's burdens. We can pray for one another. We can encourage one another. God, would you show us what things need to be stopped altogether? Things that are not honoring to you, things that are taking away of our time and our energy. God, show us what things we need to stop. And then those parts of our lives, those things in our lives, those burdens in our lives that we haven't surrendered to you, God, help us to cast our cares before you, knowing, Lord, that you care for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.